0: Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. I'm Ren,
1: And I'm Ashley. And we're your hosts for today's podcast.
0: Expect some tangents. You're along for the ride as we interview valued people in the travel industry.
1: From photographers to gone vagabonds and everything and in between.
0: Let us help you I'm make every gone trip gone an adventure.
1: Reading the road
2: signs, gone trippin', one playlist at a time. Gone trippin', tickin', my doing a ball sippin'. I'm a road boy. Gone tripping.
1: This episode is brought to you by Audible. There's been a book that's been mentioned several times on the podcast from several of our guests. It's called Last Child in the Woods by Richard Louv. It is a book that documents decreased exposure of children to nature and how this nature deficit disorder harms children in our society. I'm halfway through right now. It's really interesting. Give it a read. Let us know what you think. And as always, get two free audiobooks when you start your free trial at audible.com.
0: It's that time. Drink of the day.
1: Because every road trip starts with a drink.
0: Today is a special day for our drink of the day. Not only are we uh, joined by Ike, our seven-month-old, but we got a package in the mail from a listener.
1: We have awesome listeners. Yes, we do. They had heard our segments, and they felt like we needed a specific drink, so they sent one to us. So I have a box on my lap here. I have no idea what's in it, and I'm going to go ahead and open it.
0: Yeah, so this is one of their favorites. Ren uh, knows it, what's
1: in it because he's terrible at having secrets. Not keeping I, secrets, you're good at that, but like having your own secret, you, you can't handle it.
0: They just wanted to double check and make sure that we hadn't had it before, so... Let's that see if action. I can
1: open this. Sometimes Amazon's tape is crazy.
0: <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for sending this out. Okay. Yeah. So I it's had open. a
1: cardboard box in my uh, fridge for a long time because Ren likes cold stuff. Okay. This is a four-pack of ginger beer from nice. royalty
0: nice best ginger beer. served
1: chilled non-alcoholic Ooh, it even comes in its in its own package i've got more to open
0: yeah so uh pop that thing open and let's try this ginger beer um so we've done ginger ale uh, those who are not familiar with ginger beer uh it's basically ginger ale but it's way more potent with ginger um usually it's pretty good stuff and there's a lot of different um a lot of different what do you call it uh Brands of ginger beer out there
1: You know I'll be honest I feel like this is an East Coast thing I don't think I've heard of ginger beer Until we went and moved out Here on the East Coast So
0: this is new It's 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 actually uh, I know it's big in Australia I think this one might be there From Australia here Let's see where's this one out of England yeah. No wait
1: it has Arabic Written on the back how's it from England Oh you're uh, right the Queen's Awards Yeah
0: Ah, that's a good sound bite right there. Hopefully that means it's
1: good. Mm-hmm.
0: Take a swig. Wow. That is some ginger beer. That is that's actually really good. I like it. Oh. Yeah, strong ginger taste.
1: That's not my favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But I, I, I also I, like ginger. Do like you sweet. like ginger ale?
1: I Ginger ale is okay. This is very It's it's like it starts off as root beer with an with the ginger afterwards. And I think I just grew up on root beer that it's hard for me to adjust to a ginger beer taste.
0: Yeah. Well, and and one of the things that um, is interesting about ginger is is a lot of other countries, ginger is used like a breath mint. Really? Yeah. Um, And so uh, you can get ginger mints. Um, But I think that's... That is a very strong ginger taste. It's actually one of the... Actually, most ginger beers are strong. But this is very strong. But it does sweeten out at the end which I like because some of them are very bitter.
1: Well thank you for sending us a drink of the day.
0: Mm, That's good.
1: We will link this in our show notes so that you can try it as well. Today we have our guest. Her name is Ginny and she's got a really awesome project that I'm excited to talk about. It's called 1000 Hours Outside. How are you Ginny?
3: I'm doing great today. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your project and how this came to be?
3: Sure. Um, Well, I'm a mom, like like many others, and we had a bunch of kids right in a row, um, three and under three years. And we're just kind of, I was just kind of drowning in the everyday sort of activities and programs that you take kids to. And um I had a friend who had read some work from a um educator that lived in the 1800s that said um children should be outside for four to six hours every day um and and more so in the nice weather i think she gave a caveat for you know we're in michigan so oh, yeah. there's a little caveat for when it's poor poor conditions that but, was my next question um, it's too cold Yeah, keep going. yeah too cold too cold <laughs> So anyways, um, I had a, I thought it was kind of an outlandish idea because we were used to like 30 minutes of swim lessons or, you know, a 45 minute library program. Um, But I had a friend who was kind of gung-ho about this idea. So she asked if we would meet up at a park with her from nine to one, uh, nine in the morning till one in the afternoon and bring a picnic. And, and then we would, you know, go home for nap time. And I was kind of like, Or, well, like, what are are we going to do? You know, this sounds kind of weird. So, um, but, you know, you want to do stuff with your friends. So I brought along, like, a kickball, and I just didn't know what to expect. And uh, what ended up happening was that our kids just played. It was just kind of wild, you know. They ran around the grass. They, you know, tried climbing on um, logs. There was a little stream there, and they, um, you know, they were throwing rocks and, Feeding ducks and that sort of thing, and the time went by really fast.
1: And I was gonna um, say that's a long time to commit to a friend that you'd stay there at the park that long. Yeah,
3: but <laughs> well, you know, we just we sat on our picnic blanket. We each had a baby. We were nursing, and we had good conversation. And the kids got a ton of exercise, and it was like just this most refreshing. I won't ever forget it actually, because our day to day was so hard, and all of a sudden this four hour chunk. Everybody loved it,
1: uh-huh.
3: and so um, we sort of started doing that on a regular basis, a couple times a week. We get together, and you know, over the course of a year or so, we just noticed that the kids were really thriving and they were healthy. And um, you know, I, I came across some research, like um, Richard Louv has some stuff last you know last child in the woods about how this nature immersion is actually really good for children um, in all areas of their development. It's kind of what we were noticing just from doing it.
1: Right. And one of Ren's guests previously had brought up that book and I got kind of intrigued by it. And so I actually went and borrowed it and I'm halfway through it, but it's that whole idea of like, let your kids play and getting back to playing.
0: Well, I think that's one of those things right now that, uh, with technology, that uh electronics you know we had electronics growing up they they took up a lot of time but now it's so readily available uh that you can you it's know it's so in your face it, yeah and and it's you know uh, parents it's one of those things where it's a good thing but it's also a bad thing because parents just got to the point where it's like here have a tablet take care of yourself and you know well, it's right. easy it's easy yeah, to entertain exactly. your child
1: on it but i think we forget that it's also easy to just go to a park and sit on a blanket
3: sure sure yeah and so we were doing that for a couple years and we would hike sometimes and i kid you not like we never ran into one other kid you know there's other kids sometimes at the playgrounds but on our hikes and out in the woods sort of like that richard louv book last child in the woods we just never saw anybody else and so we were doing like you know these four to six hour days like you know three days a week or so and over time figured out that it was about a thousand hours a year and then, ironically, that's the same amount of time that kids are on screens every year, and so um, in America, I think that's the average. So it's about twelve hundred hours, actually, but a thousand hours sounds a little catchier. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we just said, well, what you know, what would childhood be like if we sort of balanced this out? And that's where the challenge uh, came from.
0: That's and that's where I think the key is is um, the balance. I think that's the mm-hmm. key word. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's kind of funny cause it's like, well, this is bad or this is bad. Uh, and most things can be bad if they're not balanced out. Uh, orange juice is delicious, but right. if, if, if you, if all you do is drink, uh, you know, three gallons of orange juice in a day, uh, you're going to pay for it later. It's not a good thing to do. So, sure. Yeah.
3: And I think, I think therein sort of lies the problem, which is that there is a large imbalance. Um, they actually say that the average child plays outside for four to seven minutes a day that's sort of the average and the screen time is four to seven hours a day screens represent lost opportunity more than anything you know they're not evil like just like you said they're obviously have great things to offer but when we're talking about hours on screens and minutes outside that can really affect childhood development exactly so this is a couple years ago that you guys just kind of
1: discovered this and then how long have you kind of been trying to spread the word and trying to get
3: other people to to join well we've had the um, blog up and down <laughs> since 2013. Um, you know we have uh, five kids and so you know as other ones have come along I mean, we lost the sight for a little bit. You know how it goes with little ones. Yeah, you might even be hearing um, our little
1: one in the background. So, no, we totally understand.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So since around 2013 and, um, you know, here and there, we're putting a little bit more to it once the babies are toddler stage. And um, so we we think we're in a maybe in a a smooth sailing spot now with our youngest one being two. So about five years, you know, on and off a little bit.
1: So my one question is, is a 1,000 hours almost sounds... A little overwhelming i mean i i love to send our kids outside we actually have a, a fairly long backyard and when our eight-year-old gets a little bit crazy and hyper in the good weather we will tell her to go run outside run to the trees and run back just to get some energy out which And, she, loves, down. She, and she does she <laughs> totally loves it and she thinks it's the greatest thing ever and so it's not that we're anti outside but like a thousand hours seems like an awful lot see,
0: see that's where i think we differ because i'm I've, I've sitting there going cats like 41 days in a year it doesn't. Out of 365, <laughs> 41 days. Sure. Forty-one days. A little over forty-one days. That's. Not, doesn't seem like a lot out of when you put it in the big picture of three hundred sixty-five. True, days. but right. I think
1: part of it that's hard is to be like, okay, because I mean, do you keep track? Are you are you? Saying- so we
3: actually do keep track, and and this is sort of the thing, which you know I think to keep track of anything seems sort of overwhelming, but you know the recommendation, uh, especially from. It's the physical therapists um, and the occupational therapists, I think, who are seeing the, the impact of children who are not going outside. You know, they're seeing um, kids with a lot of delays and sensory um, problems. And so, you know, the research is showing that about three hours of active play and preferably outside is ideal and even more than that for younger kids. So... It's an interesting thing because childhood passes by and, you know, if you miss it, if you miss these opportunities for the children to develop in the ways that they're supposed to, um, then they can really struggle later on. So it, it's, it's a large goal. Um, but we, one that we feel is very worthy and important.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's one of those things cause, uh, you know, specifically for kids, we actually talked with a um, former Marine um, about this uh, last year and for coming back from uh, from serving and having PTSD, being outside is a huge development that they're finding for those who suffer with PTSD. You imagine just, I mean, the, the oxygen they're getting, The I, I don't know how uh, you guys feel, but every time I go on a, a trip and there's two things that happen. Um, you get to a spot where you don't have cell service and my body, it's like withdrawals. Like, oh, I can't I don't who, who, who I, am I, I talking can't to? Check these uh, yeah, and I, I gotta right, call somebody. Right. I, I, nobody's nobody's texting me, what's going on? Uh and then after like a couple hours, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm so detoxed. And it's crazy because by the time I come home from that, um, where I don't have access to those screens, uh, man, I, I am like renewed inside. You can feel a huge difference.
1: Well, I think that's a big thing. Even though it's 1,000 hours outside and it's geared towards children and helping with all those developmental functions, I think it's also really good for adults. I mean, have you noticed anything in your life, maybe a better tan
3: or <laughs> in the summertime? Uh-huh. Or what have you noticed well, as you've sure, gone sure. I think, you know, and I've had um, just a lot of even elderly people contact, you know, and movement is good for every age. In fact, I read um, recently that it was about I think it was 76% of elderly people who dance on a regular basis don't develop dementia, and so the parallel there was that complex movements they help our brain, and so um, we get you know messages often from you know I'm 77 years old and and love to be outside and garden and um, and so for me yes it's kind of what you were talking about it's that calm um, it's that breath. Uh, you know for a mom when you have so many things to do and when you're inside That's kind of what you're thinking about so I should be cleaning this or I should be preparing this or I should be you, you know, folding this it. laundry Right, right and but when you get outside I think you get to be present with your children and present with yourself and it's just a little bit of a reset So it's been great for me as a mom like mentally
0: one of the things that I think is interesting and in like, you know uh, As a parent you get a lot of time for reflection uh, as you're talking with your kids uh, but mm-hmm. our, our kids, uh, they, they try to get a story, uh, before bedtime, tell us about when you were a kid and, and I'll tell them a story uh, about when I was a kid and I'll be sitting there telling them, like, Oh my goodness. Like I had it. I had it good when I was a kid because we spent yeah. so much, every one of my stories that I have is, so I was outside and, right um, right, it, and it wasn't, uh, I mean, even like, you know, the one or two stories I would have that involved Nintendo games. Cause Nintendo, Nintendo was big when I was a kid. It was outside in our tree house, you know, having wow. a sleepover. the Nintendo yeah. was outside yeah. the treehouse. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And well, it kept us outside. So <laughs> the, the ones who uh, like, you know, nobody wants to watch somebody play. Well, at least when we were younger, they didn't, but they get distracted by the four trampolines or, you know, the, um, uh, grapes or whatever. And, and they, you know, the other kids that weren't actually playing would go down the slide and go do stuff. Well, the, then, okay, now it's your turn.
1: <laughs> this is where Ren and I differ though a little bit. So he grew up in Boise that has fairly mild weather in the summer, but I grew up in Arizona in the desert. I mean, it's hot. Like you go outside for too long, and everyone's got heat stroke. And so right. you know, it's a very different. It's a very different environment. But like what you talked about, like in um, in the winter time, you know, there's sometimes. You know, you got to adjust the hours and things. So what have you found that you do either in when it's snowing outside, when it's crazy because you're in Michigan or when it's too hot? I mean, what have you found that works best when the weather is not ideal?
3: Well, that's kind of why I like the um, thousand hours over a year's time span, because like you're saying, you know, there's certain seasons where you're going to have to adjust. And that's just kind of how it is. You know, it evens out over the year. And so um, I just finished reading a book called There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather, um, it's about how you just adjust your clothing, but, you know, I think I you also to just, adjust, you just adjust your time, you know? So, you know, we have friends that live in Arizona and we went and visited them, um, in October and it was absolutely beautiful. So we had days where we, we were out all day, we went hiking and right, and then in the summer there, you know, you're probably out in the morning or the evening and that's all. And, and the same is true in the, in the Michigan winters, you know, um, there are days where we can't go out at all, but most days you know, maybe mid afternoon when it's the warmest, we could go out for a couple hours. That seems to be the limit, you know, about two. And then in the summertime here, we make it up when we go camping and, you know, and, and go on sort of like, you know, maybe a little family vacation and we make sure that we spent a lot of it outside or, or things like that. So it really, over the course of a year, it's kind of a cool goal to see if we can get there.
0: Outdoors in the wintertime, there's a lot of stuff you can do I think Mm -hmm. as the kids get older, it's when they're younger, it's harder, but as they get older, you know, um, our eight year old, she would go outside every day if we, you know, gave her something to do out there. Um, no
1: matter what the weather was.
0: Yeah. Uh, sure. And so snowshoeing, um, is a really fun activity to do. It's a different style of hiking. Sledding is always uh, a big deal. And, and so I think, uh, it's making sure that, because again the balance right
1: well i think adjusting your expectations too but coming from arizona so i i grew up in arizona all my life and then i went to school in utah and i remember the first time it really snowed and it wasn't a flurry and i was Mm -hmm. like this is so cool and i went outside and took a picture in it and then i went back in and then i realized like i still had to like go do everything i needed to do in the snow like things didn't shut down (laughs) when it snowed and i remember being like wait now now what do i do and i think part of it is it's a learning experience and how to do it but i feel like you almost still need a plan for those times as oh, well
0: you have to have a plan because you can't like again clothing you can't just go out there in a t-shirt um yeah, you gotta right. you know it's, you would try it's, though <laughs> right well and, and it's funny because uh when i grew up we our winter clothing was a pair of sweats uh a hoodie sweatshirt um hat and gloves uh and then our tennis shoes and we'd have bread bags that we'd put over our feet with oh the tennis goodness. shoes. That's and great. so, uh, you know, that was, that was our snow clothes. Um, yeah. and you know, all those, you know, those who heard that, I hope you understand, uh, sweats gain water. So by the time within That's an great. hour or two, you are cold, you're wet. Um, but you always had a really good time and you just went inside and curled up in a blanket and had some hot cocoa. And, yeah. uh, and so those things can be planned for in the fact of, okay, the kids are going to go outside and then when we come inside, we're going to make sure we get back to, you know, hot cocoa to warm us up. Uh, something to get us, you know, back into the home. The, the other thing that is really interesting to me um, that you guys have on. So if you go to your website at 1000hoursoutside.com, um, you guys have lots of information on here. I notice you have your outdoor family guides. Y- your focal point is Orlando. Uh, Michigan, which makes sense because you guys live in Michigan and then Asheville, North Carolina. Curious Where does North Carolina come from? And and Orlando. Those are
3: Well, uh, our plan is, you know, we've got five kids, so and we homeschool. So I've got, you know, these little snippets of time. Our toddler, she doesn't like to go to bed. So little snippets of time. We're trying to get um I think that one of the biggest barriers is knowing where to go. Um you know, you know, as a mom with kids. You want to know it's safe Um, as a family you want to know are there bathrooms um is it stroller friendly can i park where can i park that type of thing and i think you know if you know the places to go then you can know well maybe i can go spend four hours here and so part of what we're trying to do is to get out the information like we've gone to Asheville, north carolina with our five kids and we've hiked the most beautiful trails and we've gone to orlando and not gone to disney and um had a fabulous time doing all these free outdoor adventures and so um, you know we're going to try and get up one for Sedona uh, which we had a great time we went hiking with our kids there our five kids um, in the fall we've gone to Hawking Hills Ohio and so our goal eventually is to share the places that we found just to help other families to be more confident uh, in trying out you know some of these waterfall hikes or I mean, they're breathtaking and they're free, you know, for our family, it would cost, I think a thousand dollars a day to go to Disney world. Right. And you know, some of these parks are, you know, like $9 a day for the whole family, you know, or, or something like that. And really our memories are, you know, just as substantial. That's one of the things
0: that I love to, you know, focus on, you know, it's the ROI return on investment. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and so that's a business term. I feel like in your travels, it counts as well. Um, you know, sure. We, we moved, uh, from Boise, Idaho out to Pennsylvania. Uh, and we had two cars, uh, that we were moving out here with, with three kids and, uh, a bunch and, of stuff and a lot of stuff, stuffed yeah, in and, them. <laughs> and a lot of stuff stuffed in them. And I think our gas, uh, total for that, that 10 day excursion was less than $500 for the two cars. Um, Wow, and that's that's less than one ticket (laughs) for us to fly out here, and um, we some of the places we stayed uh, were you know we were able to find them for easily under a hundred bucks to stay in, and so uh, I think it's one of the things that a lot of people make excuses for why they don't do these type of activities or do things outdoors or do things that uh, you know drive to them is because well I got kids. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of, it's a lot of work and it can be a lot of work. And I think part of the fun, if you make it fun, is figuring out how to do it with the kids. Right. Um, But it's totally worth it at the end when the kids go to school and they come home and like, Oh, I had an assignment and it was my favorite place that I've ever visited. And they say, you know, Mount Rushmore and mm-hmm. you're like okay that that's that trip was worth it just for that you know right um, <laughs> right and so both awesome.
3: uh, both in Asheville and Sedona there are these natural sliding rocks it's like a smooth rock with this you know water water coming over to waterfall yeah. but over this like smooth rock and so you can ride it like yeah. a water slide and mm-hmm. so you know I would say for my own children, you know, that's something that they've talked about both places, just wrote it again and again and again. And when you were talking earlier about, you know, what stories do you tell your children? You know, I think, well, what, what stories are my kids going to have for their children or for their grandchildren? And if they don't have these experiences, they're not going to have anything to tell. You know, these are the things we remember when we're outside and having all these sensory experiences.
0: And it's one of those things where, with with our kids, uh, the the fun aspect of going and doing something, you know, we talked a little bit um, about going outside, uh, and we'll just kind of expand it with you a little bit here. But one of the things our kids like to do is um, to go to uh, factories <laughs> and do those uh, free tours.
1: Food factories. It, Let's it, be specific. Yes,
2: yeah, yes, yeah.
3: Like there food. you go.
0: Yeah, and uh, in <laughs> fact, just yesterday, uh, the, our five year old. Just said, can we go to the chip factory again? Um, you know, <laughs> they had a- an awesome out- outlet. We're yeah. going back, and it was it was an hour away, and uh, you know we were able to do some really fun stuff on the way there on the outdoors. Uh, go in and hit that up. It's, it's really cool to be able to say you know uh, places like Asheville and Orlando, which is a long ways away from where you are in Michigan, and then but those are those are like your one time a year trips, right? right oh sure um, for yeah, for like for, sure. for like the normal family who yes. you know can't just pick up and move at, you know anytime right Th- those are your one of year trips that you can do but around you there's so many i mean the state of idaho had 31 state parks which is not a lot i found out but it was plenty for us uh, with all the state parks oh, and absolutely. recreational areas uh, We got out here to pennsylvania and i think there're over 100 <laughs> uh state parks here in pennsylvania um and, and those are really cool to go and visit. It's funny the farther west you get out there there's a lot of BLM land, which is just free land for you to go and roam on and do fun wow. stuff on and um and it's it's trying to find that I think is is um a lot easy well, it's for sure a lot easier, but I think that's the hard part for a lot of people is where do I go?
1: well and i I think that we forget too that sometimes like it's easy to just go you know, within an hour drive distance or even within 10 minutes or anything. We had, um, there was a, somebody who was big into national parks that was on the show earlier and they talked a lot about going and and finding those national parks. And so we did look up a bunch around us because we're near Gettysburg. And so there's a lot of things to look at there. Um, but we, and there has been some awesome stuff that has made it on our list. There's a canal that we're going to go and Ren doesn't know this yet, but we're going to go and you can bike it and you can walk it. (laughs) And, um, there's all sorts of different things that I didn't realize were close to us because I hadn't looked before.
0: Well, well, and, and there's just, I think that's like kind of the message is there's so much that you're, right. you can go back to the same spot and do something different. When we first moved out here, we went camping with some friends um, to a place called Ohio Pile State Park over in Western PA. The, uh, about what, six months later, uh, we were talking to a guest who did whitewater rafting on the river that we were skipping wow. rocks, that we were skipping rocks on and we had no clue that there was you know hey wow. but there was whitewater rafting nearby there was um, uh, trails that uh, more than the ones that we went on there was four or five more waterfalls that we could have gone visited that we didn't visit but we did see some other ones so now we you know having that conversation and going and, and looking and again we bring this up like especially the last few episodes over and over again most of that information we're finding is by every time we stop, you have those little, um, kiosks that have all the different, you know, things to do around in the area and there's all those pamphlets and that's where we're finding a lot of this information is like, Oh my goodness, we're going to go back to Ohio pile now and we're going to have, we don't have to do the exact same thing we did last time, which isn't a bad thing. We'll probably do. There's a couple of things we'll probably do again, but um, there's a whole new treasure trove of things we can do in that area now.
1: It's true, but it's so hard. I'm sure. always torn between repeating or like finding something it, completely new. Like, it, do we go back to Ohio Pile or do we go it's kind of we like, go somewhere else?
0: Yeah, it's kinda of like that restaurant situation. I always hate going to like we went to Subway the other day and I always get the meatball marinara uh, on flatbread <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, they have a new wrap. And uh so I asked the, stick with the meatball. Yeah. So I <laughs> so asked the guy you know. I asked the guy like three or four questions about like, okay, so you have this like smoky Chipotle, you know, barbecue uh, rap how is it and he's like oh, I haven't tried it and then I was like he goes it's with this stuff and, and I just couldn't pull the trigger on it because I got to go to that safe space uh, and sometimes it's the same when we're going out and adventuring um <laughs> it's like well i've sure. been there before this
1: episode is not brought to you by subway <laughs> no <laughs>
0: but uh but yeah so like the, there's there's a happy medium. That's where I would say do some of the the stuff that you liked that you've done before that you're comfortable with, and then try always try at least one thing new when you go out and you're doing something. Um,
3: well, and to your point, you know, I think the thing about spending time outside is that, you know, the places are new every yep. single time you go because the weather changes. And, you know, there's a place by us. Now, I like yours, Ohio Pile, because that rhymes. Yes. Um, but there's a there's a state recreation area by us. Um, and we have a ton of state parks and state recreation areas in Michigan. And it's, you know, a short drive from us. And um, it's called Proud Lake State Recreation Area. Well, they have this, you know, one mile loop hike around a pond. And, you know, at certain times of the year, we, we've seen snakes give birth live young and we've caught turtles and you know at other times of the year they release um, thousands of trout into the river the DNR comes and the kids are able to take the trout in the nets and and dump it into the water and then you know when it's really hot there um, there's an area where the kids can swim and there's this dam and they can jump off the edge into this pool of water and they can kayak there and they can fish and there's just trails everywhere it's just one of those things where you know we could go every month and it's going to be a different place and that is a really cool thing about about spending time outside that's awesome
0: well, the the other thing i think it's important about spending time outside too uh with kids development i grew up uh, i don't remember remember this the phrase a little dirt don't hurt i mm-hmm. don't know if you guys use that one or not but uh we Never, lived i hate dirt <laughs> we lived i know that's why the story's coming up but uh <laughs> That, that's what like I grew up on was, oh, little dirt don't hurt, little dirt don't hurt. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember when uh, and we decided to take the kids up to a place in Idaho called Shoshone Falls, which is beautiful. It's actually taller than Niagara Falls. Um, wow. And it's just out in the desert. It <laughs> um, doesn't have the as much water flow as, as Niagara does, but it's it's tall, beautiful falls. And so we went to go and, and see that, and there's some hiking and stuff you can do around the cliffs there. And so uh, I went and did that with the kids. Ashley came and then she took off with uh, the youngest and so just me and the girls and so we were hiking, you know, some ways back and uh, there was some mud that they got stuck in and so they got mud all over their flip flops and oh my goodness, it was like the world had ended. They were so distraught Uh, (laughs) and I go guys, it's just a little dirt. It don't hurt. And they're like, yo, mom's going to be so mad. We got our shoes dirty. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I said, wasn't going
1: to be so mad that their <laughs> know, shoes got know, dirty. Like that's, that's over they, the reaction.
0: <laughs> that was them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it, we actually, we we're talking about it just the other day and, and, and yeah, we had to wash them off in the boys' bathroom. It was weird. You know, Um
3: oh, yeah, girl said that. Yeah. But all oh, but memorable. <laughs> yes, exactly. Memorable. exactly. They remembered yeah. it.
0: And, uh, and that's the thing is, you know, we get to that kind of worldly view of like, oh, these clothes and. I always get from my wife, you got holes yes. in that. And I said, yeah, there's my camping clothes, my outdoor clothes. Well, yeah.
1: Sure. <laughs> and if you sure. didn't have an entire three drawer fulls of camping clothes, I'm sure I wouldn't be angry about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm washing how many camping clothes? Well,
0: as a bachelor, I was doing a lot of stuff outside. So, <laughs> but yeah, no. And, and that's, and that's the thing I think is it makes it fun about outside is, um, a little dirt don't hurt. And actually it's good for you. Um, and, and I think it really, really helps with the development. I, It doesn't surprise me that the books that are out there about development and kids and outdoors and doing stuff outside of the house and and taking it back to a time when we didn't have TV to entertain us.
3: Sure.
1: So we've been following you on Instagram for a while and on some of your social media accounts and I noticed that you have goals for each month. So do you want to tell us a little bit about March's goals and what they are and how people can join?
3: Sure. So we're just trying to throw out some smaller challenges because I think a lot of people, um, like you said, Ashley, and even, I mean, it's really myself. When my friend first told me we're going to spend four hours outside, I was like, well, that's crazy. So I think that there is this initial thought that, I don't know, you know, I don't know how to do that or I don't want to do that. So we're putting out some mini challenges in March, you know, just trying to track your time for one week outside. That was this week. Um, Because... What it does is it just opens your eyes to how much can happen in a couple hours outside, how many experiences a child can have in two hours. You know, as they're climbing trees, you know, they're they're tracking for one week just to see how it goes. And um, you know, we have some other ones like hike with a friend, explore someplace new, okay. just trying something small because, like you said, you know, a thousand hours seems um, daunting, and and as it did to myself as well. So just trying to throw out something smaller, see people can try that and and how it goes for them. It's the proof is in the pudding. I mean, once you do it once, I have a blog post that says one more hour day outside changed our life. And it really did one, four hours because I just saw how how much it impacted the children and how much it impacted myself. And I was hooked um, just from that one experience. So that's why we have those mini challenges out there.
1: That's awesome. And so people can participate and then on social media tag, hashtag 1000 hours outside. That's,
3: that's right. Yep. That's mm-hmm.
0: awesome. Well, and so let's go into one of my favorite things to talk about as always, food. <laughs> um, yeah. So you that know, has nothing yeah, to do with food eating is, outside. Yeah, food yeah, is it fun does. outside. <laughs> yeah. In
3: fact, in fact the, um, the lady who wrote the, uh, there's no such thing as bad weather book, she she's been inspiring me lately because of the winter they cook outside all winter long and you know kids love to cook over the fire and um you know so you can bring some awesome food along and we've got a charcoal chimney and um you know just eating eating a cheese sandwich outside is like you know pretty divine I think
0: (laughs) well and it's interesting because um so when Ashley and I first met she didn't really love camping and then I kind of turned her a little bit when we went camping. Well, that's that's a, of the that's a story, yeah, in and of
1: itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he says like we went camping and it was awesome, like <laughs> it, it, he he did it on he did it very smart. I will put it that way. So he brought me camping with a tent that had a porch in it so that nothing on the inside got dirty all the shoes and all the stuff that did get muddy and things stayed out on the outside my <laughs> yeah, friend and i right. had brought a giant air mattress that filled the entire tent so we slept really well <laughs> and then i woke yeah. up and he like had made pancakes
0: oh no french toast french
1: toast Bacon. and sausage and ba- like yeah it was like a gourmet meal and he basically <laughs> cooked for us all weekend having said that <clears throat> he has never made those same items again on any camping trip um <laughs> But he got me hooked with that because I was like, oh, okay, I can I can do this. It's doable. And well, I don't sure. get as dirty as I expected to.
0: Yeah. I I did some pretty good food when we went to Redfish uh, for our family moon. Um, but uh, I don't think I went to that extent of – and that's because of space. We we had a full car. I don't so. think it was because of space. I think it was
1: you were trying to woo me at one point, and then the other point is you already had me, well, and you're like throwing the hot dogs. Here we go. Well,
0: because there's always two schools of thought, right, <laughs> Jenny? There's, there's the uh, – uh, okay, we're gonna go and and so it's worth taking all this extra stuff to make a big meal and then there's like okay, we're gonna keep it cheap and we're just gonna get the cheapest thing possible and then the quickest thing because if you're out hiking and this is your time frame of hiking and stuff, it might just be that okay we only have time to whip up some PB and j's uh, sure. And then of course the other part of it is, uh, kids are very stingy when it comes to what they'll actually eat.
1: Although this is actually what I do love about <laughs> camping. So we went to Redfish, like Ren had mentioned, and we had three kids with us. And that was the first time I think we were going for like longer than one night. So we were going for like two, three nights. two or three nights. Yep. And so we were going, and I was very specific because we've got one child who will love something one night and then hate it the next, right? And <laughs> we've you got go. kids, yeah. that's how it always <laughs> works. And so as we were driving, I basically was like, look, we're camping. There's no grocery store. There's nowhere to go. Like what you have to eat is what you have to eat. There's no complaining. You eat it and it's great. And I knew, also did that because I knew I had brought like breakfast burritos. They were complaining yeah. about <laughs> and some other foods that might not have gone over so well. But they did great. You know, they knew like this is what we're going to eat. And I felt like that... That alone, not complaining about dinner might be worth going camping for. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Sure.
1: Yeah, you only have what you have with you. Well, so, yeah. so you can really control what they eat. Well, yeah, and I feel like it makes them learn to be grateful for what we have, you know? Right.
0: Well, sure. and one, one of the questions I have for you, Jenny, is what are some of your favorite uh, favorite snacks to take when you guys do go out and, you know, meandering in, in parks? Uh, what are your favorite you know, Hey, we're going to have a picnic. What, what right. kind of stuff do you whip together? Well, for to, so
3: to Ashley's point, you know, this is the time where I can feed them, you know, whatever I want to feed them. <laughs> right. So we have, um, like a Costco, you know, we've got five kids, so it's a lot of food. We have a Costco um, pack of like glassware and, and I fill up every single container with fruits and vegetables, you know, carrot sticks and, um, you know, celery sticks and be- berries and, and that whole thing. And then I usually bring along like meats and cheeses and crackers. And so that's our sort of typical um, picnic. You know, if I'm out during the day with the kids and, um, you know, we bring a huge stroller that nobody sits in, but that's where I put all the food, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, and then, you know, for camping, obviously cooking over the fire, you know, just marinated chicken, anything that Everything tastes better when you're outside, yeah. or you know, or when it's cooked over an open flame.
0: Yeah, and there's there's lots of good um, gear to use nowadays uh, sure. for cooking something real simple. One of my favorite, I mean, they've been around for over 100 years, uh, is Lodge uh, cast iron, and yeah, they have so much good stuff that you can you can just make some really good food really easily. Um, and then with the internet, and that's one thing going back to uh, the the screens the internet provides lots of fun stuff for you to try. So sure. uh, that's, that's one of the things that I think different. But between- take your internet outside yeah. and look at it there, yeah. right? Right.
3: <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. We tried these banana boats one year where you like slice a banana and you put chocolate chips in it and then you wrap it in foil. Does and it, it work? The- I mean, it's so cool. It was awesome. You know, when the kids like to do the s'mores with the um, fudge stripe cookies and so there, yeah, you're right. There's so many, there's so many options uh, of things to do outside and, it always tastes better. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> I think that's one
0: of the things that differs between Ashley and I is is uh, the fact that she actually looks at those things, and then when we do, you know, do go camping, it's always like, hey, we're gonna try something new, and so it's you know, pigs in the blanket over the fire, yeah, um, which we sure.
1: we still have not perfected yet. <laughs> well, we've done a
0: couple times; it worked out all right. And then, um, but we've we've tried these new new things, uh, and and the funny thing is for me, so I hate s'mores. I'm not gonna lie. Not my favorite. Yeah, I thing. actually, I don't like them either. Yeah, not right? my favorite. Thing. Right I with, love, yeah. I love the cho- I love them by themselves, but together it's just too much work for the qual- Like for what you get, <laughs> no so, ROI, not yeah, a good ROI. Exactly, but the kids love them. They do, ish. They, sure do. they love the fact that we do them. So you build them their 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 uh, some more, and then they'll take one bite and then they deconstruct it and then eat it that way. So, but they want it. That you can't just say here's chocolate, here's marshmallow and here's graham they're like no no i want some more and then they'll deconstruct it so um, that alone is is something that you have to make sure you're in there but you can as you said make it interesting with the fudge stripe cookies reese's peanut butter cups um sure you know those type of things starburst starburst in there yeah i think that's a a western thing yeah we tried that once we tried that starbursts are are pretty good too we Um, did
3: we did a thing once where we uh took an orange you hollowed out the orange and then you put like muffin mix inside of it and you cook that over the fire and the muffin cooks inside of the orange peel. Oh, that was kind of cool. Oh, Did it really work cool. though? That's always like, yeah, it and worked and my... then you ate it with a spoon outside. It was really awesome. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, well, that's really fun stuff. Well, so as we finish up, we got a couple of questions for you that we ask every one of our guests.
1: We have the gone tripping sure. question. Sometimes we give people a little bit of a heads up. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. So, We'll see how you do. Uh-oh. There's no oh, wrong already. answer. No, there is. No, there isn't. So, the first question is where is the first,
3: not the first, where is your favorite place that you have traveled? Um, so, there's this uh, city in Michigan called Ludington, and it is my absolute favorite place to go. And in the summer, Lake Michigan is like an ocean, but without salt and without the sharks. And there's a river that flows into lake michigan with a current and the kids just play all day there in the sand and there's butterflies and the whole town is beautiful so we like to um we like to adventure but if there was one place i could go over and over again every year it would be luddington michigan Ooh. i haven't heard of that i've heard
1: lots of great things about lake michigan i used to live by lake erie which is not mm-hmm. anything like lake michigan um but reddington i have not heard of
0: yeah, not, yeah. so we'll have to put that on our our list of oh places it's, it's to go. amazing for sure. Yeah. So, second, what is the and and I'll, I'll put a caveat to this. So we know that everybody has fails, and the best part about fails is they'll usually work out or they'll add something new to your trip that you didn't plan on, but it's memorable, yeah. right? It adds its own memory. Um, so, what is what's your biggest travel fail that you guys have had? that, uh, you're like, man, it did not go our way.
3: <laughs> you know, I think, um, this is what's interesting about the outside stuff. And I say this all the time. I think a whole bunch of it is a fail. It's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, you got screaming babies, you got kids that don't want to sit in the car, you know, you forget diapers. Um, in fact, just to get out of the house is a ton of work. And I think <laughs> we're so always second guessing ourselves and we're always feeling like we're failing in the planning But then in retrospect, we're always so glad that we put in the energy, even with, you know, a scraped knee or, you know, with forgetting some important item or something, you know, not bringing enough water or the headache always is worth it. Because you remember those things kind of, but you really remember um, the experiences.
0: Yeah. And and it's one of those things where it's kind of funny with that, too, is, you know, you get that scraped knee. And it's like the end of the world for that child that they got this scraped knee and and I'll always make the comment like, OK, well, we probably shouldn't go camping ever again. or We probably shouldn't do this ever again. No, 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 no. I still want to do it. I still want to do it. And, right? you know, and, and and you're like, oh, OK. So it those things, they, they are horrible at the time, but that's not the memories right. that they take with them.
1: Well, sometimes it is. We've yeah. got one daughter <laughs> who got stung by a wasp at a. At a playground in Indiana, and yep. it was an awesome okay. playground. But every now and then, it comes back. Remember that one time I got stung by and still, I hate it. <laughs>
0: she still will go back to that place, <laughs> so she'll right. just know not to hang yeah, out. At yeah, yeah. She'll well. just to look around now. and She's more heads uh, heads her head up when she's looking around.
1: So the last and final question is: Where is the one place still on your bucket list that you have not gone to that you would love to get in a car and go till tomorrow?
3: Oh wow, that's a big question. Um, you know in keeping with your theme, I am so satisfied where we're at. You know, there's, like you said, there's a lot of things that we don't see in our area. And so I'm so satisfied, you know, just with the things that are within an hour or two of us. Um, So goodness, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) One place, you know, we've talked about Yellowstone with the kids. Um, Mm. You know, we've talked about Hawaii with the kids uh, maybe I'll have to listen to your podcast for some more ideas, I oh, guess, yeah. right? Yeah, we can definitely that's give you I, some
1: recommendations.
3: That's what I got to do. That's where I'll find my recommendations. But, you know, to your point, we're so satisfied with the things that are that are close by. We've had such great experiences there. So,
1: And I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's yeah. exactly how it should be. We've gone out, we've explored, we've got more to do and we know it and and it's yeah, good. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Well, and that's, and that's one of the things that uh, I think is really fun about doing that that message of 1,000 hours outdoors uh, or outside is it gives you the opportunity to kind of create a mindset, an attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you are traveling, like we're doing a, a long-distance road trip this summer to go see family in Arizona and Idaho, um, and as we create that, that attitude of seeing what's close by around us, well, you're driving on the freeway and you see a sign that says, hey, here's an exit to go see this like we yes, had before, sure. um, you're a little bit more willing to do it. Cause your attitude is, yes. I want to see what's nearby. Um, and we don't always have to stop at the McDonald's. Um, we you know, we can grab some $12, uh, box meal, family meal, and then go to, go to a park somewhere and they're all around. They're close by. Um, yeah. This outside.
1: episode is not sponsored by McDonald's either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If any food places <laughs> would like to sponsor us, we'll yeah. take it, but not McDonald's <laughs> or Subway.
0: <laughs> but yeah. And it's one of those things where, um, the I just think there's a lot of people miss they try to get from point a to point b without actually you know smelling the roses nearby kind of create that mentality and that attitude of exploring
3: yeah exploring and that is what we do and you know we use a google maps um because you can always search to see what parks and nature centers are near where you're at and then we cross-reference with instagram a lot social media is so great you know it's like if something pops up on google maps it's got tons of reviews and then you can easily look on Instagram and see who's been there in the past couple weeks and what it's really like, you know So when we road trip, we do the same thing. We're always looking for, you know, cool places We can stop off at and cool little nature spots.
0: Yeah, no for sure Well, if you ever are uh, in the western part and you're near Yellowstone Uh, I I would say if you're within an hour or two of Yellowstone, it's worth the trip. It is worth the trip. Uh, yeah, sure. You're not going to see stuff like that anywhere in the world. Sure.
3: Sure. (laughs) Yeah. I went when I was a kid, but my kids haven't gone. Yeah. So we actually just got an offer to stay at a, a ranch in Montana. It's about two hours from Yellowstone. So we might be taking them up and,
0: oh, that'd be really cool. And,
3: and doing the trek. It's like a. 23 hour drive though (laughs) yeah so i hear you about the big road trip well we
1: just did that trip and so we can tell you lots of good places to go and yeah that's awesome there's
0: blue bunny ice cream uh ice cream capital of the world they're on your way
1: even if your kids are not into baseball, we stopped at where Field of Dreams was filmed and they yeah. still have the field with the baseball and it is one of the coolest places to go. It's not in, like the corn doesn't grow until when, like August?
0: Uh, June, between June and August, you'll have yeah. decent height Like on corn
1: in the outfield and stuff, but yeah. it was, like our kids still love it and <laughs> they hadn't even seen the movie.
0: Yeah. Wow. yeah, so they want to though now, but uh, lots of good memories to, you know, lots of good For memories sure. are outside. There's a lot of good memories in the home uh, and that too. But uh, outside and, and doing things, they're going to, it's going to be healthy for them. It's going to be uh, brain healthy for them. I think that's one of the big things. Um, and then, and then just, you know, bonding, there's no better bonding. Uh, Absolutely. And the kids remember every time that uh, we've been outside and they've gotten to just run around and be free. So.
3: For sure.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge and sharing it with us about 1,000 hours outside. And we hope to be joining the goals and getting uh, some of our little...
0: Yeah, well, well, we haven't been keeping track, but we might be doing and start doing that right now, uh, doing the 1,000. Thank. You.
3: Well, thank you guys so much for having me, and I'm excited to to check out your guys' uh, places you've been and add those to my list as well. Awesome. Right. Sounds awesome. good. Thank you.
0: Well, if you ever need any help with anything when you're going to places we've been, just give us a holler.
3: <laughs> Sounds good. Uh...
2: I am gone tripping.
0: don't forget to visit the website for show notes at gontrippinpodcast.com and tag us with your favorite travel and adventure pictures on instagram using the hashtag gone trippin or at gone
1: subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening apps and make every trip an adventure
0: Gone
2: tripping, my wagon wagoneer and I. Gone tripping, reading the road signs. Gone tripping, one playlist at a time. Gone tripping, odometers ticking, my Mountain Dew and a Red Bull sipping. I have a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I gone tripping